Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts. Tony. And I am Lou. How are you doing today, Tony? I am very tired. Really? I am also very tired. Yeah. Probably not for the same reason. It's going to be the sleepy cast. <laughs> I like that. I don't think anyone's ever done a sleepy cast before. That's probably not very exciting for the listeners, I'm guessing. I, uh, I lost our fan page when we were looking up old old chicks <laughs> that Facebook. we used to work with. Um, did you look up the dragon lady? Is that who you're looking up? <laughs> you remember who I'm talking about? No. When we, Tony and I used to work at a movie theater in the suburbs and they, the lobby of this place was huge and they decided they were going to put a little gift shop in there where you could buy movie paraphernalia. And it was run by people from Misericordia. Remember? Vaguely. And then one of the ladies we dubbed the dragon lady because she was really scary and had terrible breath. I you don't, don't remember her? I don't remember her at all. No. Yeah. She remembers you. She keeps asking about you. <laughs> it's nice that you've stayed in touch with the yeah, dragon yeah, lady. Yeah, she's on my Facebook. <laughs> on my face. We're, we're connected on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody that this episode of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to us by Yumbly. I am hungry. Wait, I didn't do the, I didn't oh. do the other part. Search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum. I'm no longer hungry. Because you're too sleepy to be hungry, <laughs> I think. So what do we got as far as listener mail, listener interaction, any kind of anything from listeners? What we do we have? We don't really have much at all. Stritch posted a link to the YouTube video of Star Wars Uncut. Yes. Did you ever watch any of that? It's I watched. I watched part of it. Yeah. It's basically... It's basically a crowdsourced remake of Star Wars. 15-second clips. clips at a time. Right. So each person that contributed did 15 seconds worth, and they got all strung together. And it's just all – some of it is more high-tech than others. A lot of it's extremely low-tech. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of it's animated. And it's the entire thing is headache-inducing. Yes, and it gives you a bad case of ADD. Yeah, which some of us may have already had before that. <laughs> but that would make your head explode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gave me a really bad headache. Yeah. I only watched about five minutes of it, and then I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. But it's still pretty cool that people take the time to do stuff yeah. like that, I guess. I don't know what you get out of it. I don't have 15 seconds to spare. No. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that it took more than 15 seconds to make each 15 seconds of that film. Wouldn't you think? Well, that's just bad time management, if yeah. you ask me. Okay, Mr. 15-second filmmaker. <laughs> um, you know who you know who I would would probably be good to contribute to something like that is Jerry Vassilatos. Cuz you know every year he does the 48-hour film project mm-hmm. where you have to write and produce and film and edit a movie in 2 days. Wow. Yeah. And then they screen them all together uh at the Was it at the Music Box? No, it was at the Logan. It was at the Logan, that's right. Which is now closed for remodeling. Really? Yeah. So maybe they won't do it there this year. Probably not, since they're still closed for remodeling. For remodeling, right. Uh, so what else? So that's from Stretch. Um, yes, and Coco just wants us to say her name. She Bonjour, also, Coco. She also Comment states allez-vous? that she just has bien. to get ready Merci. for a bunch of Mongolians. So, Can you explain that comment, Coco? Please. What is that? You have a bunch of people coming in to uh, work with you from Mongolia or something? Now we're curious as to what kind of work you do that you would be interacting with, quote unquote, a bunch of Mongolians. Yes. Is any Are any of our other listeners preparing for a bunch of Mongolians? Is this like a thing now? Because <laughs> it's the Chinese New Year, Year of the Dragon. Uh, she also wants us to uh, talk about our best meal of the week. Hmm. 
You go first. Well, you know what? I'm going to say the meal I had with you. Yeah, probably. I'll yeah. probably say the same. Uh, we went to Bar Toma, which is a new restaurant in Chicago by famous Chicago chef Tony Montuano. Top chef master. He is a top chef master. Unfortunately, not a top chef master winner. No. But, uh, but yeah, he was on Top Chef Masters. And uh, we had a, a tasty, delicious pizza. We had, what else did we have? Um, we had some melted cheese. Oh, that was good. That was good. We had some arancini. Arancini, those were pretty good. We had some uh, some gelato. Yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> Tony is now the, the gelato, gelato king. <laughs> He's now the gelato king and the gelato snob, so now nobody else's gelato is as good. That as is his. not true. I just didn't think his was as good. Yeah, as. well, I, I actually really liked mine, but I thought it was a little too sweet, whereas then I tried some gelato that Tony made, and it was excellent. Oh, I meant to bring some. Oh, uh, where? Yeah, where's my tasty treat? <sighs> what flavor were you gonna bring? Nutella. Oh my God, I cannot believe you forgot the Nutella. Didn't you buy a special transport container? Yes. And everything. And it works very well. <laughs> Apparently not for me. It doesn't because I got nothing. Uh, I can't believe you forgot time, the Nutella gelato. Time, you have absolutely. to make the same one though because I really want to try yeah. Nutella oh, gelato. Okay. By the way, last night I uh, I took a ravioli making class. At a oh, place yeah, in Arlington Heights called Piatti Pronti. And it was actually really cool. You know how long it takes to make ravioli? Four days. About 10 minutes. Come on. It was so fast. Did you like make the dough for the pasta and all that? Made the dough from scratch. And that's what I'm saying. Making the dough and then creating the ravioli took about 10, 15 minutes. Now, of course, the fillings were already made. So obviously that's right. going to add a lot of time to whatever you're doing. But uh, the actual process of making the dough and then... You know, the thing is too is... Uh, she told us, Chef Lucia told us that ideally you would let your dough rest for about 20 minutes, and we only did it for about five. So, you know, normally it would take a little bit longer, but you could get some of your, you know, unless you were doing meat or something that needed to be cooked, if you were doing cheese or something else like that, you could get that ready while your dough is resting. But, um, yeah. So the did dough, you eat your ravioli? Uh, I did, and they came out excellent. Oh. I, was, I was very happy. We did, uh, we did, we made about 20 ravioli altogether each. And uh, we did some with a cheese mixture, some with a meat mixture, and some with uh, butternut squash that had the secret ingredient of crumbled amaretto cookies in it, and it was excellent. Wow. Although one of my uh, one of That's my butternut really squash a ingredient though, it's not. No, you mean because I just told you? Well, no, I mean because everybody does that. That's common. Yeah, is it okay? It, it was maybe in Arlington Heights. Yeah, it's not. Okay, there, there it goes. Now, <laughs> there, not only the gelato a snob, slam, but the, <laughs> the suburban slam. Is that a new dish at Denny's now? The suburban <laughs> slam. It doesn't have amaretto cookies in it though, so you can't get that. Um, but uh, yeah, one of my butternut squash ravioli because I I made those in the shape of a triangle, mm -hmm. and uh, I did not pinch and stretch the edges enough. Ah, and so when I ate my ravioli, there Uzi. was no butternut squash in it. Oh, unfortunately. It had all come out in the. Right. In so the it was pop. more of a popperdell. It was more of a, a very thick popperdell. Well. But yeah, you know, so it only takes a few minutes to make them. And then, you know, they only take like four minutes to cook. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Now, did you make the dough like on the table? Yeah. Yeah. Or it was. Just put the flour and then you yep, put the egg. Put the flour in a ring. Yep. Yeah. Dump the stuff in the middle and then start working it together with your hands. And uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't even, we rolled it out by hand. We didn't use machines or anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, she, uh, she doesn't use regular rolling pins. She just used basically she bought like a 12-foot dowel and then cut it into parts and uh -huh. sanded them all down, and she uses those as rolling pins. Interesting. And, um, 
yeah, you know, I tried to get it, I tried to get it pretty thin, but I, it could have been a little thinner, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but you know, you got to work fast because the dough dries out if you don't, you know, if you don't work fast. Right. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm, I think I'm going to take more classes there. That's neat. cool. Yeah, it was because she does pizza making classes, and then in the summer she does all these other different things. Right. Um, she might do a thing, Thrill of the Grill, which would be kind of fun, and, and possibly fun thrilling. Say. Sure, it's fun to say. <laughs> yeah, it sure, sure is. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. So what else? Uh, what else do you want to talk about before we get into video games? Um, why do you have something else to talk about? No, I'm just asking you. Usually you have stuff. I do. And things. Things do I have? I don't know stuff. You know, stuff that you want to mention. Are you too tired to mention stuff? No. Nah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Would you like to take a little nap? <laughs> I don't think now's really the time. <laughs> All right. I if you folks could just fast forward, say 23 minutes, <laughs> while, we, while we take a little snoozer. Slow cat nap. <laughs> I wonder if we could actually just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're back oh i feel so refreshed <laughs> oh my god wait i don't want to give the impression that we both took a nap because i am fine um do you want to get right into video games sure all right go ahead uh well i went back to little big planet 2 because i saw that was some dlc that looked interesting there is a muppets pack of dlc where you can download a bunch of costumes of all your favorite Muppet characters and dress your sack boy like a Muppets character. But there's also like... <laughs> that really did not sound wholesome at all. <laughs> but there's also... I think Pee Wee Herman got arrested for dressing his sack boy like a Muppets character <laughs> once in public. But there's also uh, seven new Muppets levels. And okay. they're so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. You got the old guys in them? Yes. Cool. And they make little... Yeah, actually... Make little snide remarks. The whole thing is like the Muppet show. Yeah. Like there's the opening... And then your first level is like, I want to say Pigs in Space. And then there's uh, Muppets Lab. And then there's. Do you, do you remember when the Muppet Show was originally on? Do you remember when some of the cast from Star Wars was there? Yeah. That was like, to me, like the coolest thing in the world. Because yeah. as a kid, you love the Muppet Show and then you love Star Wars. And this was the two of them together. Right. It was like when worlds collide, but in a good way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I it was only like maybe seven bucks or something. So yeah. highly recommend it. Lots cool. of fun. I spent a few hours with it. So Now, so, so. because I have not had a chance to play with my PlayStation 3 yet, can you explain again what the premise is of Little Big Planet? It's platformer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But 3D? But, like forward and backward or yeah. just side to side? Both. Okay. Um, so it's like you're running around a 3D world doing stuff. Yes, but it's it's very limited in the front to back. There's only like three levels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like you can go like through a door into another level and then back out kind of thing. Right. Well, they're they're like if you're, it's a side you know left to right scroller yeah. or I guess right to you know it's sideways scroller. Side scroller. But um, but if something's in your way, you can move your character forward once and like to go around it to go in front of it. Right. Or behind it. Okay. That's where you find all the little uh, hidden treasures oh, and gems. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's that's a lot of fun cool. and just the whole design and style of it. It's just really cool. And I, I also played some user-made levels because now they've really updated the community since the last time I, I went on to see because there's literally millions of levels that people have made. Right. And now there's like – they're rated somehow from the makers of Little Big Planet, Media Molecule. So you can go to some of the top ones that they've chosen, and they're really like – you know, Almost they as could good have as gone the, in the game. Right. No, they right. are as good. Oh wow, that's cool. I mean, there's really some creative people out there, and the things that they've done, you know, they're some of the levels. It's like playing a completely different game. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So there's, I mean, that game. Now, are there enemies? 
are there yeah. things that like try to get you? Yeah. So it's not just obstacles. It's no. there's bad guys and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of it's kind of like Super Mario World in but, concept. But the creation kit to it is like it's endless what you can do. Right. So it's just it's just amazing to me. So that, that game is definitely worth. I mean, even if you you know get bought it when it first came out, endless entertainment with that game. Infinitely extendable. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a high value. It absolutely is. Yeah. I also played a little uh, Driver San Francisco, which okay. came out sometime in the last year. Now the last couple of Driver games were kind of stinkers, but this one, the story. I'm going to tell the story just because it happens in the first five minutes, and it's pretty much the premise of the game, and it's. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be a surprise, but I mean, it'll help me sell it as why this one's really cool. Right. Um, your character, who I think has been the character through all of them, gets in a car accident, so he's kind of in a coma, so he's kind of having an out-of-body experience. So he's able to float over the city of San Francisco. And let me say the graphics in this game are amazing, especially the cutscenes with, like, the human models. Like, they get up really close to them, and you can see the pores and the whiskers, and, like, it's one of the most realistic games as far as human models that I've seen. That's cool. And then when you see the city of San Francisco, it's done to the finest detail. Wow. It's it's done really well. But then you can float over San Francisco and then like uh you know when he's having his out of body experiences and you can like then inhabit the body of a driver of any of the cars. So suppose you there's all different kinds of missions. There's the main story mission, which is when you're just inhabiting your own character's body. Okay. But then you can, like, if you see a cop car, you can then, you know, inhabit the body of the cop driving the car and then go on these cop missions. Or a taxi driver, you can do the taxi missions. Or then if you see a, like, sports car, you can take, you know. The midlife crisis missions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but those are, like, speed challenges or stunt challenges. So there's a lot to do in this game, and it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm always looking for a great, fun driving game. That's cool. Nine times out, well, not nine times out of ten, but, like, half the time, they're They're usually not that fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is, um, you know, I used to work for a video game company, and one of the games that we were going to, that we, you know, tossed around the idea of doing was a game where you would possess other people as part of, you know, trying to get your mission accomplished. And I don't know, has that been done before? It sounds like maybe somebody else has done that in a different genre, not driving. But um, but I always like that idea because it gives you more variety and keeps a, a common thread through the story right. because it's still you, but then it's also another person. And so, although that didn't work very well in Dollhouse, did it? No. No. But uh, that sounds pretty cool. And, and what did you play that on? Which... Uh, 360, okay. but it's available on both yeah, and PC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if I can get it through Steam. See, Steam is on the iPhone now. I did see that. In fact, I almost included that in the miscellaneous, but I didn't know enough about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, isn't it? I'm sure the only things you can do on it are get in touch with your friends from Steam. I'm sure. I don't know because I can't imagine that Apple would let them eat into like the iPhone, you know, the App Store sales or anything like that. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a communications thing and to keep track of stuff. I don't know. Right. See what games you've downloaded yeah. you know, on your computer. But I, I'm sure there's no playable. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems weird. We should probably look into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't include it. Yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit more um, Skyrim. And you know what's interesting? You know, it, it, if you haven't played these games, at the top of the screen, you have a, a sort of little compass that shows you what direction you're facing. And it's linear. It, it goes from side to side, and it takes up, you know, a, a fifth of the screen right at the middle of the top. And 
it'll also show you icons for, for instance, if you have a, a quest that's active, you know, it'll show you an icon marker. So if you're facing the right direction, but when you're out in the world, it also shows you little icons for other things in the environment. Mm -hmm. And they're a little bit bigger when they're closer and, and brighter. And the way that the thing works is that if you have been to that place already, it's solid. And if you haven't been there yet, it's an outline. So as you're walking around in the world, you can see if there are other things nearby that you haven't found yet because you see the outline of the icon. So I was working on a quest the other day and there were like 10 things around that I hadn't been to yet. And I'm like, how is it that I've played through this entire game, you know, for over well over a hundred hours and still have so much stuff that I haven't found yet. And so I started walking around and I went to some new places and I got some new quests there and those were pretty cool. And I started walking around and I kept finding more new places. And then I found a town that I'd never found before, an entire town. I mean, it's amazing how huge that game yeah. is. I mean, I, I still probably have at least another 10, I would guess 10, 15 hours maybe of stuff to do. Wow. In there. That's a lot of stuff. So I, at least more than half of the stuff on the map is not marked as cleared. So all that stuff probably has something associated with right. it. I mean, obviously just exploration, but it, there's almost always some kind of qu quest, even if it's a little quest. Right in a place that you haven't, you know, cleared yet. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully by the time I'm done, they'll announce some DLC for it. Yeah, that's got to be coming soon. I would you imagine. would think so. Yeah. Because, well, it's actually only been 11, 11. Yeah, two months, so oh. two and a half months. Um, But I haven't played anything else, unfortunately. You tried Bastion. I did try Bastion. That's right. Thank you for reminding me of that. I did try the Bastion demo, and I thought it was really cool. It's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy that at some point. I have some Bastion news. I'll start with that. Okay. Uh, the highly enjoyable Bastion, which we talked about in our last episode. And highly enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> highly enjoyed. <laughs> uh, will only be $7.50 this week, only on Xbox Live Arcade. That's a 50% savings. That is a 50% savings. But you know oh, me, yeah. I like to play on, I know the, you do. on the computer later. So, but any of you That out kind there, of game. Driving games, I don't well like to play worth, on the computer. Yeah, I would Those are much that. better on a... Yeah. On a console. Yeah, the big screen, you know, it's more engaging right. in that sense. But I guess if you had a controller on your computer. Yeah, and I do have the Xbox controller for my PC, uh -huh. but uh, I think I used that to play the Tomb Raider game, you uh -huh. know, the little Tomb Raider platformer game. Yeah. But um, I think that's the only thing I've used it for so far. I got rid of all my steering wheels. I've never used one on a console. They're all right, but yeah. I find the the you know hand the regular controller is better right. because there's too much there's too much involved with the steering wheel. You got to clamp it to something. You got to get your seating position right. You know, and it's not like is there you're a sitting pedal with it too. Yeah, there's a oh, whole thing with yeah. pedal, you know, gas and much. brake and clutch. And so oh, that's too much, right? So or maybe it's just gas and brake, but whatever it is, it's it's not attached to anything. It's not like you're sitting in a big arcade cabinet where. You're sitting in it, so it's not going to move. Right. I mean, you're just putting it on the floor, and everything like moves around, so it's really wonky. I don't really like it. And janky. And jan very janky. Um, I'll move up to this one now. The Connect for Windows units are now available for retail at $249 a pop. That sounds expensive. Yeah. Is I that how so much so. they are for the Xbox? No. I thought they were like $199. Like oh, $150? I wow. Think. I was going to say, that sounds really expensive. Well, Why go. would it be so much more? I don't know. That's really bizarre. And and it's not part of Windows yet, right? Like uh, it's not just built into the main Windows 
What isn't? Well, Connect. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you bought it, you I'm mean sure stuff it comes that with could software that. Well, it's just like any piece of hardware. I'm sure it comes with a driver. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what you're asking. It's not <laughs> like if you attach it to your computer and you start running in place that all of your windows will start flying by as if you're actually running past. You can it. find it with a game. Uh, it it retails for 150, but you can find it on Amazon for 130. The PC one? For no, for the 360. God, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't know price why it's so expensive. I don't know. I don't know. That is weird, though. And finally, not a lot of video game news today. Not a lot of news in general. No, I don't have a lot. In, in I think everybody's sleepy. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. going on. The world is taking a nap. Uh, though it's not even close to World of Warcraft-type numbers, Star Wars The Old Republic has sold over 2 million units so far with 1.7 acti- million active subscribers as we speak. I don't know what's going on. I must have missed something. I've been reading a lot of positive stuff. I know. I have, too. Everything I see about it is extremely positive. Maybe you should revisit it. Maybe I should. I wonder if they have a free, you know, two-week play-for-free kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I I really must have missed something. I don't know. Or, you know, it could be, well, you know what? I'm going to reserve. I'm going to hold off judgment until I try it, and then I'll talk about it again. Yeah. That's your project. That is my project. That's my homework. Uh, do you have anything else for nope, video games? All right, it. we're going to take a quick break. Tony's going to take a 23-minute nap. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk about TV. Okay, we're back. Are you awake? Are you I fully awake. awake? Okay, good. Well, not fully, but I'm, okay. <laughs> this is as good as you're going to get. <laughs> I'll take that. And it's time to talk about TV. Speaking of which, I would like to say that I got a new TV recently. Oh. Yeah, very exciting. Because, you know, you shouldn't really have to buy a TV too often. No. And I'm thinking that people are going to be buying them more often than they used to. When you go to, uh, we've talked before, I think, about this store called Apt around here. That's a big electronics and appliance store. And when you go there, near where you pick up your merchandise, if you're taking it with you, there are a bunch of old appliances and electronics, some of which are, some of the washers and dryers and things like that, the appliances, some of them are really old like you know way like more than 50 crank with the two rollers there is there is one of those there <laughs> i mean they're more, way more than 50 years old but i mean even some of the tvs are like 40 50 years old uh-huh. and they still work and I, i'm pretty sure that you're not going to buy a tv now that's going to work 50 years from now oh absolutely not which is disappointing i suppose but um but at the same time, the, the actual TV technology is amazing now. So we had a DLP, which kind of crapped out on us. And rather than paying to get it fixed, which I didn't want to do, I decided, well, let's just get a new TV. So we got a 70-inch Sharp Quadron. Wow. Quadron? Is that what it's called? Quadron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the one where they added another color. Right. So most TVs you know, create the, the picture with combination of red, green, and blue. And this one also uses That's yellow. yellow. Yeah. And I have to say, the picture is amazing. It's really amazing. But the strange thing is, the pic- the TV defaults to being in what they call movie mode. And this is not a... It's really weird because they have... No, not movie mode, film mode. Okay. They have different settings for the sort of dynamic picture quality, which is like the brightness and the contrast and the sharpness and all that. And those, you know, you can kind of go between and, and just kind of pick your preference. But then there's something called film mode, which I guess makes it look more like a, supposedly makes it look more like a film 
than video. Uh-huh. But the problem is when you have it in film mode, there's a lot of tearing when there's a lot of movement on the screen. And so I don't know why they would default that to on. So we just turned that off and um, and the, the picture is just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I have to say, it's really great. I don't, you know, I was worried that I would have buyer's remorse and wish that I had bought a Samsung or a Panasonic or a Sony, right. but none of them came in, in that size. Like everyone else kind of stops at 60 or 65, excuse me. And we really wanted to just fill up the space we had so that we wouldn't feel like we needed to buy another TV a, a few years from now. Right. And um, it's it's really great. I, I love it. It's cool. So yeah, and it's on sale right now for under two grand. That's really cool. Which reminds me, I have to call them and get a refund for the oh. difference because I paid more than two grand. Oh. <laughs> so, which is great because they'll do that. Right. You know, you have thirty days to return it. So if you bought something and within thirty days it goes on sale, you just call them and they'll just refund the difference right. to your credit card because there's no difference in that. You should and do that while I'm napping. Maybe I should do that while you're napping. Yeah. We're making ravioli filling. Uh, so what do you? Uh, well, what do we? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's get American Idol out of the way. Okay, I did not see last night's. Did I you? I did not. Okay, so I barely remember last week's. Yeah, just more auditions. Yeah, I'm more ready auditions. for Hollywood week. Yeah, I me mean, too. I, I think I think just get on with the show. Basically, please. two weeks of auditions is about my limit. I mean, I'll watch them. I'll enjoy them. But I I find that I get yeah. anxious to just start. You know, I wanted to mention too. You said one of the things you really like about American Idol that it doesn't take itself too seriously like the others. Yeah. But that's one of my complaints about it. Really? Like some of the like playing around is just like, it's so. Uh, I don't feel it's genuine. Like when the cameras are on and they're playing around, I don't believe that like the cameras are just catching them playing around. I mean, I think it's just all an act. Like there was one part. Remember when they were in front in San Diego? They were in front of this big like jet airliner, and they're like, "Where's Steven? Where's Steven?" And then he's up in the cockpit, like waving, wearing the helmet, and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, it's completely staged. I, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm talking just saying about... the, the playing around. I mean, just it's. I mean, that's just also staged to me too. That like I prefer they take it a little more seriously and just you know. Yeah, I I like it this way. It's not it's not so much that kind of stuff because that stuff is always staged. Even when you see. You know, when they're supposedly done with the auditions and then you see the three judges, you know, goofing around and joking around. Right. They all know the cameras are on. Right. I mean, they've, they've all been doing this for a long time. So I, I don't believe that any of that stuff really is is as behind the scenes as probably a lot of other people do. But what I'm talking about more are the the goofy things that they'll do with editing or superimposing something or, you know, the thing with that girl laughing and then them sort of making it echo right. out to make her look crazy. Stuff like that I find really funny. Um, just because it's, it's I don't know, it's like the, the whole thing with both X Factor and The Voice is they both were so dry. I mean, they were so dry. I didn't mind that. I, I don't like that. I get really bored with that. You know, especially because... What you really on the, on those shows in particular, since you really didn't get to know the people as much, you, I mean, you really don't care that much until like the last five or six weeks, right. and so you've got you know ten weeks or twelve weeks of of just like such boring stuff. I mean, remember on The Voice last year, once the blind auditions were over, it was like that show was dreadful. Yeah, and I mean, I hope they change a lot of those. And who things. cares that about? Starts, by the way, on Monday. Who cares about anyone that was or on Sunday. that show last year? Whatever happened to them? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I I enjoy it a lot more than those other two shows. Uh, you want to talk about Top Chef? I also did not see Top Chef. I last did night. not see Top Chef last night. Okay, so I don't think I saw last week's either. To be you honest, you didn't see the one with Charlize Theron. Oh, I did see that one. That was last yeah. week's. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a fantastic yeah. episode. 
because that was one of those shows where everyone did a great job, mm-hmm. and so it's it's always a lot more enjoyable. And it was very creative. It was. It was I mean, super they creative. They had a theme, and they had to think outside the box. And she's just ridiculously beautiful. Yeah. I mean, she's got to be. I I kind of forget about her because she doesn't do stuff that often, and she's not in the news a lot. You know, she's right. not a paparazzi target, it seems. And so I kind of forget about her, but she's got to be one of the most beautiful women oh, alive. She's just stunning. And she's like, what, nine feet tall? At least. At least nine yeah. feet tall. She may be taller than that. <laughs> uh, she was raised by giraffes, from what oh, I really? understand. Yeah, in uh, in South, South Africa. Africa yeah. yeah. Um, so that that was a really cool episode. If you didn't see it and you haven't watched it yet, she's in this new movie, Snow White and the Huntsman, which looks amazing. Yes. We've talked about that before. Looks really cool. And so the concept, and she's a big foodie, and so the concept was that she wanted everybody to make a dish that was evil, sort wicked, of. It's a wicked, the word right, wicked. Is, yeah. But there was some other, what, what am I forgetting? There was some other parameter. Um, I don't remember. Maybe it was whatever they chose to make that it was somehow significant to the story in a way, right? Because somebody did like the poison apple. And I can't remember. I don't know. But uh, but but everybody did an amazing job. It was really cool. It was a really cool episode. And I have no idea what last night's episode theme I don't was. Either. So, but Bev is gone. Bev. Yeah. She left last week, right? Beverly. The Charlie Theron one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Beverly Kim gone. Yes. Are you happy about that now? Uh, yeah. After the little story I told last episode, yeah. Yeah. The reunion show should be interesting, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be fun for at least one person. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly more than that. Well, that Heather, she wasn't very nice either. No, not at all. She was kind of a nasty person. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I, I haven't watched one of those in a few years, though. Again, because I can't stand what's-his-name. What's-his-name? Andy Cohen. Does he do the Top Chef ones, too? Doesn't I he? I don't know. I don't think I've seen the last couple, either. No, I want to say they're hosted by, like, Padma. But I thought he's there, too. I don't remember him being on the last couple. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. Then maybe I'll watch it. Uh, so what else have you seen? Um, I did see, even though it's not premiering until Monday, uh, Hulu right now is featuring the first episode of Smash. That's that new show with uh, American Idol winner Catherine McPhee and Angelica Houston, Deborah Messing, um, a couple Broadway stars, I guess. It's supposed to be like Glee for grownups. So I thought I'd check it out just so we could talk about it Did today. she win, Catherine McPhee? No, she came in second. To oh, okay. Hicks. I was going to say, because you said American Idol winner. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was no. confused for a minute. Finalist. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought she didn't win. No, she, she lost won. to Taylor Hicks. Absolutely. She should have won. Um, so it's supposed to be like Glee for Grown Ups. It takes place in New York, and it's all about putting together this Broadway show. And so the whole premise doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, that's not really my thing. But uh, I thought I'd watch it just to talk about it. And I have to say, I was pleasantly entertained by it. How was she? She was great. Yeah. She was really good. I mean, not only her singing, of course, but her acting as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it had some funny moments, and I don't know. It was entertaining. I don't know if it's something that I'd follow or yeah, continue to right. watch. But yeah. And I find her easy on the eyes. Although I have to say, I think I preferred her when she was not quite so svelte, because I think she's lost a lot of weight since American Idol. Yeah. And I like she? Jordan Sparks, though. Have you seen a picture of Jordan Sparks recently? No, no, you can't see her anymore. She doesn't show up on film. <laughs> She's so thin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her and Jennifer Hudson, they both of them went way down. Uh, Jordan Sparks has a great voice. She's a really good singer. Yeah. 
I just, you know, it's that her kind of music. I, it's just take yeah. it or leave it. And it's, I think we're not the audience for that. It's right. more like young girls. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, it was entertaining. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Modern Family. Did you see the last Modern Family? What was it? That was the one where uh, Claire has the debate. No. Still have not seen that. One of the funniest episodes ever. Yeah. Urge you to watch that it. That show so is great. That show is so funny. But I mean, that just... That that episode just exemplified how they have all found their groove. And it's just it's just so geniusly written and acted and just like... The, la- just, the last one that I saw was the one where, where Phil was waiting for bad news from the doctor. Right. <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah, that show's so consistent. And I and I loved at the end when Gloria uh see now I'm gonna ruin the joke. I can't I can't even remember. I can't oh oh she he he says something about you know the news she's waiting for he's waiting for and she's she's seeing omens and everything. So he says something and she goes <gasps> And then she goes, and she starts spinning on the floor. He goes, why are you doing that? Are you warding off death? She goes, no. But when I went, I think I swallowed a bug. (laughs) (laughs) She's hilarious. Have you seen her on those new makeup commercials? I think it's Revlon. I believe I have. Oh, she's gorgeous on those. Yeah. She's like classically gorgeous, like back in the, yeah. Sophia Loren, Raquel Welch. Well, she's super curvy, you know, Uh whether or not it's all real. She's super curvy, and um, you're right. I mean, she's just that kind of yeah. pretty. Classic. And dude. she seems just like the nicest person. Every interview I've seen with her, you know, yeah. she just seems a lot like her character, actually, right. you know. Um, I also caught a couple episodes of Are You There, Chelsea? That's a new Chelsea Handler okay. sitcom. Does she look like she's had weird plastic surgery? Every time I see a picture of her lately, she seems like she's had weird plastic surgery. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's just her face. Okay. Um, What's wrong with your face? But the show is actually based on her book, Are You There, Vodka? It's Me, Chelsea. But okay. apparently the network wouldn't run a, a TV show, show with vodka, vodka in the title. title right. <laughs> um, and it's just about when she was younger. It, it's kind of like loosely based on her. Okay. And she, what's cool is just she's the not, one where she's in it, but she doesn't play herself. Right. She okay. plays her sister. Right. And uh, Laura Prepon plays her okay and uh i have to say it was the couple episodes they saw you bring up her picture Laura it's pretty Pupin. funny i don't know if i know who that is you're uh, getting smart cover lines on your ipad i notice they just, they just wipe right off oh they do yeah oh that's good um i have to say it was pretty funny and pretty uh some of the writing was pretty clever yeah she was on that 70s show wait a minute let me see that is she the tall one yeah oh okay i just what did we just see her in? Oh, she she's was been in on... some things where she has red hair. So yeah, seen her with she red was. Hair. Um, I want to say she was on an episode of House, and I think that was the first place I saw her. That was a few years back. But she was on an episode of Castle that we watched recently. Okay, and she, uh, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's got a she's really good. good presence. Oh yeah, you know, and she's good on the show. I like the show overall. I'll, I'll continue to watch it. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, what else? Uh, Parks and Recreation just continues to get funnier and funnier. Maybe we should start watching that. Like every episode I watch, like of the last three episodes, I'm just like, this is the funniest one of all time. (laughs) And then another one comes out and then I'm like, oh wait, that's the funniest one of all time. Yeah. Definitely watch the last two because now Leslie's running for, uh, I don't even know who that is. I've seen that show Amy Poehler's character. Okay. So she's running for office. So the, the, this whole season is about her campaign. So funny. Yeah. Um, well, that's good that they found their groove because I remember you said yeah. the first season oh my was God, terrible. Was, the first few episodes were the worst. Yeah, but once they brought Rob Lowe in and Adam Scott, and now it's really been. And Rob Lowe continues to be hysterical on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
what about you? Uh, well, we started watching Mad Men on the old Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we only watched the first two episodes, and it's very slow. It's slow. It's very slow. It's going to be a hard sell trying to get Amy to watch that, because we usually watch TV late at night, and slow usually equals sleepy. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I have to that. say, when I first started watching it, I was turned off by how slow it was, but once you get through like four or five, you really start to adapt to its... Pace, yeah, and uh, and then you feel comfortable with it, and then, yeah, you know, right, you grow I, to like it even more. I it's, don't have a problem. It grows on you. It's it's not one. I mean, other than the aesthetics, you know, it's hard to just immediately embrace it. Well, I don't have a problem with the pace. What I'm struggling with right now is, uh, I don't know what the hook is yet. Is it just everyday life drama? Yes. Because I'm not sure that's going to be enough of a hook to keep me. Well, I mean, there are a little. No, there are a little continuing story secrets, I guess. Yeah, but like storylines about you know this guy is cheating on his wife and has this mistress and blah blah blah, and this person has to deal with sexual harassment. That stuff is not interesting to me. Well, then you won't like the show, really, because that's <laughs> yeah, what it, it's, it's, it's the whole thing is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, that's like you know, quote unquote, suburban drama, and I'm right. just not sure I care yeah. that much. No, that's um, pretty much the hook of the show, though. Yeah, I might keep watching it just for the aesthetic. Yeah, because it's pretty. It's very pretty. And uh, Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about her later. Really, I love how these things just naturally happen on this show. You know what I'm saying? She was in one of the movies I saw. Oh, okay. And then we saw the next, the third episode of Alcatraz, which I have to say I really enjoyed a lot. I thought it was really good. And there was more stuff about what's going on, you know, teasing what's actually going on that that I liked. Um, that was really cool. So I, I thought that was the best episode so far. Now, did you watch? You did not see the preview of Touch? Not yet. Okay. I will. You said it's on On Demand, right? It is On Demand. Yeah. That's where we watched it. So Touch is the new show with Kiefer Sutherland back on Fox. Uh, first thing he's done on TV since 24 ended. And it's the story of a guy whose son has some kind of issue where he's 11 years old and has never spoken. And um, the mother is dead. She's not in the picture anymore. And he's got, you know, they think it's like some kind of autism or something because not only does he not speak, but you, you can't touch him or the kid freaks out. And the kid has some ability to sense things that the rest of us cannot sense. And the show is all based around that and and what happens because of that. And I thought the first... The, the pilot that they because it was a preview it's not a, it doesn't actually start until March oh really yeah oh I didn't know that yeah which is weird but oh well then uh, I got time yeah <laughs> but still you should watch it right. um I thought it was really really excellent I I just I loved it I thought it was great and I can't wait to see it again not that episode but yes. you know, the next one um and it was interesting too seeing Kiefer Sutherland in a role that wasn't Jack Bauer because there's actually a part towards the very beginning of the show where, you know, somebody punches him in the gut and he just, you know, like falls down on his car and you know, like, walks away. He wouldn't do that. It's like, right. Where's his, where's his satchel? Where's his man bag? His purse? <laughs> where's all his stuff? Where's Chloe and her personality disorder? Um, and then we also watched the first three episodes of a show called The Finder that I did not realize this until we watched the third episode. But it is actually a spinoff from that show Bones, which I have never seen. Uh-huh. Hello. And uh, our very own Kelsey coming in late. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, he's. A, I guess there was an episode of Bones called The Finder, and this guy played a character on that episode. Uh-huh. Again, I have not seen that show, so I don't know. But now it's a series, and it was it was pretty enjoyable. It's you know it's one of those kind of throwaway shows. It's it's episodic, so you're not going to get deeply engaged in an ongoing story arc. Holy moly! Kelsey has brought in her Shun electric knife sharpener, which I'm very excited about because my kitchen knife has been sitting on my desk for the past two months waiting for its arrival because it's really dull and needs a good sharpen. And she kept forgetting to bring it in until I threatened to fire her. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. The the guy who plays the the, the central character, why are you making this face? Because I hate him. What do you I know, know him, him personally. from? He stayed in our hotel for a long stretch while he was making a movie and he's a complete douchebag but oh. go ahead uh it, it's a great character it's a lot uh, of fun and uh michael clark duncan is on it. but uh you know if you don't if you don't like him you don't like him i don't like him yeah I, I it's a fun show i like it and uh there's some other other you know uh characters on it who are enjoyable as well so we watched that, and then we watched... Uh, oh, so when I've been doing the treadmill lately, because there hasn't been a lot of stuff that's been recorded for me to watch while I'm on the treadmill. So I've been watching Top Gear Top 40 on demand. Oh my gosh, that show is awesome. So what it is is... Uh, it's a car show? Yeah, it's a car show, but again... I'm going to take my nap now. <laughs> but again, you know, Top Gear, even, even those three main writers of the magazine, columnists, authors, whatever you want to call them, the stuff when they write their articles for the magazine, you have to understand they're not writing about specifications and facts and figures. They're all writing about stuff that relates to how cars are sort of part of your life and and a lot of times tangentially even. I mean, you know, sometimes one of their articles will be about getting a massage, but somehow it's related to a car. You know what I mean? So it's not it's not boring, dry car. So you speed. should not get a massage while you're driving your cars. Which well, I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it depends on the type of massage and by whom, right. and where you're driving, right. and what you're driving, and how fast you're driving. I'm assuming. But anyway, so it's the same thing on the on the show. I mean, they just do a lot of really really goofy stuff. And what I like about them too is they are just as willing to make fun of a half a million dollar supercar. As they are to say that a $15,000 hatchback is one of the best cars they've ever driven. So they're not completely biased by the price of something. The only thing that they're definitely biased by is stuff that's made in the UK because it's a British show. Um, So they they heap a lot of praise on, you know, British-made stuff when a lot of times I think it's not What's a British-made car? Jaguar. um, Yeah. uh, Land Rover. um, Although you could kind of question that one now. But um, I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. No. Uh, and and so there are a few other ones, but the, but those are the main ones. But I will tell you that uh, you know, I where I park at home, I park <laughs> inside the building. Yeah. And on my right side is this big cement post that I always have to be very careful because you know that's not going anywhere. Sure. That could really screw up the car. It could. And then on the other side, there was no one parked there forever, and now there is a Land Rover that parks there. Yeah. And when he's home and I'm pulling in. Or even worse, when he's home and I have to pull out, nightmare. Yeah, because you got his no, car takes you got up no the room whole to move. space. Yeah, yeah. they're I mean, wide. They're very wide. They're very wide. Yeah, I mean, literally, wide. his his mirrors like go over the yellow line on both sides. Yeah, he is conscious enough though to that he folds his mirror down. Oh, that's but, nice. They might do that automatically. Some cars do that now. Oh, 
Some cars, when you turn them off now, the mirrors fold out. Oh, well, then I'm not even giving him credit for that then. I'm not saying his are like that. He might just do that because he's being nice and he doesn't want his mirrors damaged. No. No. I'll damage more than his mirrors. Wow. That was a threat, (laughs) and it's on national, international, interglobal, whatever, audio. Well, I'll do it over international waters. (laughs) You can't get busted for that. There's no jurisdiction. (laughs) Nobody has jurisdiction. Except the sharks. Um... Uh, so I highly recommend that if you like cars at all, or if you like that magazine and you like reading what those guys write. If you like sleeping, they're no, they're very, very funny. One of the like one of the funny things that they did was, uh, you know, there are certain cars where if you're into cars, there are certain sort of classic cars or whatever that people would always say, "Oh man, I would just love to own one of those." Right. So in Europe, one of the big brands is Alfa Romeo, and Alfa Romeo has a very checkered past because they've made a lot of very pretty cars. And cars that were fun to drive, but they were horribly unreliable. And and they'll make jokes about stuff like that. But they've often said on that show, you know, if you're really a car person, you have to have owned an old Alfa Romeo at least once in your life. And so the producers gave them this challenge to each pick an old Alfa Romeo, you know, buy it. And they had to spend less than a certain amount of money. And then they gave them all these things to do with the cars once they had done that. And it was really, really funny because, they, you know, they were all just a complete disaster. And so they were trying to hide the flaws of the cars while they were trying to get these challenges done. And it was very, it was very clever and amusing. But they do a lot of, a lot of cool stuff on that show. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, ready for some miscellaneous? I guess so. <laughs> uh, as we previously speculated, American, the American version of X Factor hosts Steve Jones and Judge Nicole Scherzinger are officially not returning for season two. Steve Jones was the robot? Yes. Okay. The surprise addition to this news is that Judge Paula Abdul is gone as well. What? Yeah. What? No. What happened to uh, I wouldn't do the show without Paula? Well, now he will. And apparently, because they haven't really talked much about like what went down. Yeah. But uh, apparently, they're saying that it was that it was uh, mutual. Okay. And she didn't really want to come back, and he like granted her, you know. But now I'm reading all this other stuff that he really, like, let her go. Though they're still friends. Right. He let her go. Okay. I don't know. I thought, you know, I have to say, I thought she was great on it. Yeah. I mean, I thought I I gave her so much more credit on that for her judging on that show than I ever gave her on Idol. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's because she was sitting next to Nicole Scherzinger, too, who was the worst. Oh, right. Who wouldn't even judge. She's like, I can't decide. I can't decide. So then, you know, someone gets kicked off because she can't judge. Right. Anyway. The names already being bandied about to replace them are previously ousted Cheryl Cole. Now, she was the cute British one? Yeah. Yeah, they should totally bring her back. Totally bring her back. She was awesome. And she does the British version. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Victoria Beckham. You know, she's weird. Very weird. You know what I mean? She, yeah. like, has this strange look in her eye all the time. And I don't think she, she's real. She never speaks, really. She doesn't say, because remember she was on Idol? Yeah. She was very strange on there. Yeah. I'm sure she's a lovely individual. And she actually helped design the newest Land Rover. What? Yeah. Really? I don't know why, but she, she well, helped. Well, she's Posh Spice. Well, so, right. So they wanted something posh. Who would they turn to? <laughs> I mean, it's her name. Obviously. For, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and uh, Mariah Carey. Train wreck. Yeah. She's not very smart either, but... She's got a huge following. And, and she is herself she, huge. And she, no, not anymore. Isn't she like tall though? Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought you meant like. No, no, no. She's she's really tall, right? For a chick. Is she? I think so. I don't know. Maybe not. 
Um, For some reason I had in my head that she's but tall. But she has a huge fan base, and let's be honest, I mean, she is one of the most talented in her field, so yeah. there's that. Yeah. But have you ever seen her in interviews? Not smart. Well, that's not surprising. Look up how tall she is. <laughs> how tall is Mariah Carey? Just I type can't that in. That this is, uh... Just type that in. I want to know how tall she is. For some reason, I think she's tall. Maybe she's just taller than average. Like maybe, I'm I'm gonna say five nine or above. That's tall for a woman, right? They think she is five nine. There you go. Is that tall for a woman? Average average height for a woman is like five four something like. Come that. on, really? Five, that, five, that's something short. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Five five maybe. Wow. Um, in addition to firings, Simon Cowell is also currently busy developing a DJ talent search show. Wow, that's relevant. It, I, has he lost his mind? Is he going through the, the George Lucas career path early? <laughs> What's going on with Simon Cowell? Um, yeah, that's not going to go anywhere. No. Uh, Susan Sarandon will appear. I think Simon Cowell needs to get out of New York and L.A. more. Because I don't think he realizes that those are the only two markets where a DJ has any relevance whatsoever. That's not true. Actually, it has more relevance in Chicago than anywhere else in the country. Uh, whatever. House music was invented in Chicago. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about popularity. In terms of what you hear on the radio and stuff like that. I'm just talking about popularity. Yeah, but you don't really hear DJ music on the radio. Uh, DJ music isn't pop music. I know. I realize that. I'm just saying, the type of music that DJs play is much more popular in L.A. and New York than it is in Chicago. No, it's not. In, you don't think so? Absolutely not. All right. Absolutely not. Well, maybe not L.A. It is in New York, that's for sure. Um, Miami also is a huge DJ city. Yeah. Uh, Susan Sarandon will appear on a number of episodes of The Big C in its next season. What uh, is that show about? Cancer. Oh. It's The Big C. Wow, that sounds like a laugh a minute. That's actually a very uh, geniusly written show. Yeah. It's very clever and funny. Who's the main person in that? Laura Linney. Yeah, my favorite. Huh? My favorite. Really? No. Oh. Oh, I like her. I mean, mm. ju- just because her character was unnecessary. No, everything I've ever seen her in, she's like kind of. She's in one of my favorite movies of all time that you should really see. In fact, I think I own it, so I'll loan it to you. You can count on me. I love that movie. Yeah, everything so, I've seen her in, I've been just kind of like, eh. She does nothing for me. Uh, well, that's because she doesn't do like tricks, alien shoot 'em ups. Well, she maybe she should. <laughs> do they make alien shoot 'em ups anymore? <laughs> um, Alan Ball, creator of True Blood and Six Feet Under, is currently developing a crime drama called Banshee for Showtime. Huh? Yeah. I told you it's a slow it, news. Day. It's hard for me to get interested <laughs> in anything appearing on HBO and Showtime since I don't have them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have decided, and, then, and then I'm always hoping that they're not good, so I won't want to get Remember when them. I was saying that uh, we were just about to cancel our HBO and Showtime? Decided to keep them. We decided to keep them. How come? Because there's just too many things that we enjoy. Yeah, that, see, like, that's why I don't want to hear about good stuff on cable, yeah. the premium cable, because I don't want to pay for it. And I won't I won't torrent stuff or anything like that. You know no. what I mean? So, uh, Mindy Kaling, who plays Kelly on The Office, just landed her own sitcom deal on Fox. Really? She will play a successful doctor who is not so successful in her private life. Aw, poor doctor. And in more Office news, it seems that Rain Wilson is in talks for a Dwight Schrute spinoff series that will be set mainly on the Schrute farm. That has no legs. I'll I tell you right know. now, that has it's no Joey. legs. It's Joey all over again. Yeah, that has no legs. Dwight is only funny when there's somebody there who's normal to make fun Dwight of him. Dwight is a sidekick character. Yeah. Yeah. Or a secondary character. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You can't, the same that, with Joey. That, that can't be the star. It's Joey all over again. Yeah. But without the wacky sister. 
You can't have a show with just Dwight and Moe's. Mikey's sister. Didn't he, didn't, wasn't Joey's sister living in the same building as him or in the same apartment with him or something like really? that? Yeah. Isn't there some girl who played his sister on that show? She was one of the oh, main I characters. Oh, I you're right. Drea DiMatteo yeah, was yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, Drea DiMatteo, yeah. See? It's so forgettable that I forgot it. <laughs> but I remembered. <laughs> and I only saw it once. Um, uh, that's all you got. That's all you got? Yep. All right. I have nothing else. So that's it. That's all we have. <laughs> that's all we got. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Very fast this time. No naps or anything. And when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. Did you have something else you wanted to add? Yeah, in? actually, when I had Googled Mariah Carey Heights, yeah. um, just, I just looked at all the – I didn't click on any particular link. I just it got the list, right. and in all the lists at the beginning, it says that she's 5'9", except for this one, and it says Mariah Carey's height is 5'7". She says that she is 5'9", but Mariah did not undergo any height surgery to support her 5'9 <laughs> claim. <laughs> Yeah, it's hotly contested in the entertainment world. Now, where where is that news coming from? That's from celebheights.com. <laughs> it's a website for everything. That's is there an app for that? So you can just take a picture with your iPhone and it'll tell you the no, height of the person. immediately trying to open some uh, pop-ups. Oh, that's it. You're going down. Going down in flames. Ooh, they have really nice... Uh... <laughs> when was that website built in Real the 50s? Nice. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, the, movies. I do have to mention the pause.com podcast is not in any way affiliated with celebheights.com. That's true. That is true. <laughs> in any way at all. Time to talk about movies. I don't even believe in celebrity height, okay? <laughs> I'm anti celebrity height. Uh, what have you seen? I've seen some movies. Yeah. You, you, know, you started seeing some Oscar movies? Oscar fever. Oscar contenders. Do you fever have Oscar is fever? Among us. I, of course. Would you, would you Every like year a, I have Oscar fever. Would you like a tissue? I'd like a nap. Okay. <laughs> all right. But I have seen some Oscar films. Yes. Starting with The Artist. Now, which the actor heavily... named Oscar is in that one? Because uh, that's what the Oscar is all about, right? Best movie featuring an actor named Oscar. There is Oscar By the Madison. Way, have you, uh, Oscar Madison from The Odd Couple. Sure. He's a character. Oscar though, the Grouch. That's not really an actor. <laughs> Muppet. Um, oh, Oscar, Oscar Hernandez. Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar Hernandez. It's my cousin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, my cousin's husband, but close enough. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this, but the two big unions for actors are SAG and AFTRA. SAG mm-hmm. is the Screen Actors Guild. AFTRA is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists or actors or whoever they are this week. Um, they are now merging. So there's now only going to be one one acting union in the United States. This is going to be SAFTRA. Uh, it's going to be AFTRAG. <laughs> no, it's just going to be called SAG-AFTRA, but it's only one union. Well. And so now I have a tricky decision to make with my status, but I won't get into that. I'll tell you what your status is. <laughs> That's very rude. <laughs> I don't even have to hear what you're going to say, and I know it's going to be rude. Uh, so I went and saw The Artist, which is the highly acclaimed film that is many people are picking to win the Oscar. Okay. And what's um, it about? That is the silent film Okay, starring Jean Dujardin. Yeah. And another actress who is just amazing in it. Let me go to my IMDb app here. Oh, I got all... Berenice Bejo, if okay. she's French, if she is, although I don't think she is. I think she's South American. By the way, this might be another good time to say bonjour, Coco. <laughs> so instead, it is Berenice Bejo. Okay. Because she is from Argentina. Oh, okay. So Bejo. Bejo. Uh, anyway, acting was amazing. Yeah. 
like visually stunning. Like and the way what's they it did about it. again? Uh, the story's about it's about the time when films went from being silent to talkies. Okay, and uh, Jean Dujardin's character. He's a honky tonk piano player. George Valentin. Yeah, is a big silent film star known all over the world. Heartthrob. Uh, well, he has trouble like adapting. Adapting. Right. And so his career kind of like because even though he's he's dashingly handsome and has amazing screen presence, when he talks, he sounds like this. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Hello, I expected my love. that. I expected that by the end. Um, so the majority of the film is silent, like right. Just a little background music. Bone and that's silent. Bone silent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you say silent, like, like when I went to see it, I mean, I knew it was going to be silent, but you don't realize just how silent silent is. <laughs> and I will talk about more of that later. But, um, but it's really weird to sit in a movie with no sound, other than I mean, there is background music, but even that isn't loud. It's very like it's background to silence. Okay. So it it really takes some adapting just to get used to that. And also the the, uh, the proportion of the screen, you know, it's not widescreen, it, right? It's, it's just square screen, square screen, right? Yeah. So that's a little getting used to too. But artistically, the movie is beautiful. The acting yeah. is amazing. Now, did they make it look old and grainy and yes. scratchy too? Uh, no, 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 not that. And did they do the weird motion where it looked like everybody was walking kind of fast and stuff, like old movies used no. to look like? No. Surprised. Um. But I have to say, I, I was on board for everything, and I absolutely wanted to love this movie, and I really liked it, but I didn't love it. And I don't think it's the best movie of the year. Okay. And I really hope it doesn't win the Oscar for best movie of the year. Okay. Now, have you seen another contender that you think is better, or you just don't not, think this is up to snuff? Not yet. Okay. I mean, I've seen – I have to say, I mean, as far as, like, just story and, and writing, and, and though, you know, I make fun of Woody Allen all the time, I think Midnight in Paris, just film for film, yeah. was a better movie. Okay. Um, as far as writing, I think Moneyball was was better. I mean, I could never see Moneyball winning Best Picture, but I just now just to clarify, goes, you're talking about Moneyball and not Moneyballs, which is trust me, not up for any awards. <laughs> no, but we're going to talk about a movie later that that I think I will love. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, but um, you have, so we will. Talk oh, about oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but I want to say I, I don't dislike the artist. Right, I just think it was a little overhyped. Now. As part of the soundtrack, you said there was some music? Oh, through the whole thing, there's music. Is it like the honky-tonk piano kind of sounding thing? Yeah. yeah. Now, did they also add in part as part of the soundtrack, like the, the projector sound? No. Oh, okay. I was just curious how much they were trying to get the audience into that. No. I think that almost would have been nice. But obviously the acting, I mean, it takes a different kind of acting to act in this film because, you know, they're getting all their emotion through right. just... Through their actions, right? Well, and you know that. It, I mean, the acting is amazing in this movie by everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked the movie. I just think story-wise, I mean, the story is about this guy who, who's all of a sudden he's a super he's a superstar, and then all of a sudden he's not because he right. can't cross over. And meanwhile, the actress in it, she started in silent films, but she's able to transfer make the over. transition. Yeah, and uh, and so it just shows his downfall and and that's pretty much the story there's no surprises there's no twists there's no real depth to the story yeah because how do you get that across i mean even the dialogue you know when they show like the the screen cards saying what they're saying they use that minimally yeah there's i i would say that's probably used less than 20 times yeah yeah so there's really virtually no dialogue to this movie now there are there are a couple little and it's done 
this one scene is so cool, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone that's going to see it because I do think people should see it. Yeah. But um, they do use sound just in a couple places, and this one scene, how they use it, is genius. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That being said, I, I liked it. Yeah. It just it's not the best picture. You don't think it should win best picture? No, right? No, um, but I do think of what I've seen so far that he should win best actor. Oh, Absolutely. really? Really? And he just won the uh, SAG award for best actor. Oh, okay. beating out the Clooney, the SAG after award. Yeah. Um, beating out the Clooney. If I had a nickel for every time I'd done that, <laughs> I would be broke oh. still. <laughs> Wait a minute! You took that somewhere I didn't even <laughs> want it to go. Um, you, you know, you mentioned about the taking a different kind of actor. It just reminds me that I, I heard something or read something once that one of the reasons that Anthony Daniels was cast as C-3PO is because I think he had been like an accomplished mime or something. Oh, and and he knew, you know, Lucas knew that he needed somebody because you weren't going to see his face and you weren't going to see his emotions who could, um, you know, who could get across stuff through the character just by his body movements and stuff like that. Right. And if you think about how he played C-3PO physically, I think he was extremely successful at that. So what you're saying is the Andy Circus of the 70s. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> and But I mean, it turns out his voice actually lent... Because right. originally it wasn't going to be his voice, right? I don't know if it wasn't going to be his voice, but I know that the character was supposed to be different. You know the you know the Watto character in the first movie, the little flying, buzzing yeah. around thing? I think C-3PO's character was supposed to be more like that. Sort of like a slimy car salesman type. Uh -huh. And then it was Anthony Daniels' idea to make him more of this sort of like paranoid, um, you know, uh, what's the word when you think you always always think you have something wrong with you? Um, hypochondriac. Hypochondriac type of character. Right. You know, and, and as it turns out, whether this was conscious or not, similar in many ways to the the Doctor Smith character from Lost in Space, right. you know, that people always joke about, but without the sort of sinister side. Right. Um, but uh, but I thought that was I always thought that was interesting that that was one of the reasons he was chosen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like Liam Neeson, the reason he was chosen to be in Schindler's List. Because he likes to make lists. Because he's always <laughs> making lists. <laughs> I also want to mention the character that steals this movie is the dog. There's a dog in this movie. In the artist? Yeah. A Jack Russell Terrier absolutely steals the movie. Wow. Oh my God. He's so great. That's not that doesn't bode well for the rest of the cast. No, it does. Because oh, okay. I mean it, he's yeah. he's fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also saw the movie Beginners. That's okay. the movie that uh Christopher Plummer has been winning all these awards for. Okay. I like Christopher um, Plummer a lot. And he's great in this movie and deserves he's won Best Supporting Actor at the People's Choice, or not People's Choice, I'm sorry, Golden Globes. I don't think I've sag. ever seen him in anything where I didn't like his performance. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a, you know, really heady movie or something like National Treasure or... Sound of Music. <sighs> sorry, I'm, you can't count me among the fans of that film. I don't like it's that movie. Classic. I know it's a classic. I don't enjoy it. <sighs> um, but you loved RoboCop. Well, I don't know if I would say I loved RoboCop. I enjoyed RoboCop more than I enjoy Sound of Music. It's too slow. All right. It's too slow. Um, oh, because it's not aliens shoot them up. <laughs> there's no aliens at all. I mean, they're on top of a mountain. But they're Nazis. There could have been a... There could they're have been, Nazis. Well, they're practically aliens, I guess. <laughs> so that's close. Maybe I'll give it another watch. Um, even in, like, you know, Star Trek V or whatever, the undiscovered country Christopher Plummer was in, and he was, like, one of the best parts of that movie. I mean, I know you you can make all the jokes in the world about that, but that was actually one of the better Star Trek films. Um, but he's he's just a great actor, yeah. great actor. He is, and he's great in this. The movie's about uh, Ewan McGregor is his son. Okay, and uh, in real life, 
No, in oh. the movie. Oh, 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 okay. And Christopher Plummer's character and has just lost his wife, and they had been married for like forty years or something. Okay. And uh, right after he loses his wife, he comes out and says that he's gay. Okay. And um, so it, it kind of, that's the movie's really weird because it, it it jumps around in time, like it starts like right when the mother dies, but then it shows like flashbacks of when he was a little kid with his mother. They never show the mother when she's old. They just show her when she's younger. Okay. And then they show when his father first came out. But then they go to present day when the father's already gone and dead. And so it jumps around a lot, which I didn't mind much. But my problem with this movie was that it focuses a lot on this relationship that Ewan McGregor's in with this girl that he just meets. And uh, and so they're just showing with their flashbacks and with the father coming out, they're showing how that kind of lends to how he deals with relationships in modern day. And the problem is that the relationship he has with this girl is so uninteresting. You don't want to see any of that. You want to see because the the parts when he's a little boy and, and with the mother, the mother character is awesome. She's really quirky. Yeah, and and does really fun, neat little things. Yeah. with the character, and uh, so those things are great. And the Christopher Plummer character, like after he's come out, is great also, and all those scenes are great. Yeah, and uh, so the main story of the relationship between him and the girl is like. To me, it was throwaway. I didn't care about it. Right. So right. for that, I, you know, now is, it's is, worth is, seeing. Is this just another Oscar contender. Or well, is this just because Christopher Plummer is. Oh, okay, okay. For I best mean, actor, you mean? Supporting actor. For supporting actor. Right. Okay. Um, and he definitely will win. I mean, he steals the whole movie. Oh, really? But uh, but it was just you know, it just was that. Okay. Uh, then a couple days ago, I saw Drive finally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which loved thing? it. Wasn't it cool? It was awesome. Wasn't it such a cool movie? Very cool. And I love all the choices that they made. The music choices I loved. I know. It, loved. it was really cool. Yeah. Wasn't the intro of that movie like so engaging? Like, Absolutely. It was like scary thrilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It I, was... loved, I love even the font of the, the titles. Yeah. Like just the whole throwback to the '80s, the way, the fact that it was in pink and it just was very like Miami yeah. Vice-ish. And, and and one of the things that I, I don't remember if I said this right after I first saw it, but you know I've said before that one of the reason I'm I'm not really a big Quentin Tarantino fan is I think that he uses um, silence in terms of conversation as a gimmick, and it's it always comes across as very gimmicky to me. Whereas somebody who, you know, maybe doesn't also write in a very natural way like David Mamet or whatever, I see that more as stylistic. Whereas with Quentin Tarantino, it always seems gimmicky to me. In this movie, it just worked so well. Yeah. Like the the silence and the... Well, you certainly wouldn't have felt as much as you did about his character. Like understood his character as much if it was paced differently. Right. Or the dialogue was paced differently. Right. I mean, you st- by the time the movie was over, you completely understood his character, right? Because of the way that it was made. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. And um, uh, what's his name? Albert um, Brooks. Yeah, Albert Brooks. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm really surprised he didn't get an Oscar nomination for that. Amazing in this movie. Yeah. Such a good actor. But what happened to his eyebrows? Uh, it doesn't. It's he, not important. It's not relevant to the story. He's always had really thin eyebrows, but now he's got none. <laughs> well, I mean, they lost weight. Um, no, I loved all the acting, and I thought Carrie Mulligan was great in it. Yeah, she was great. I don't think I'd ever seen her before, but I really liked she her. She was in an education, which I loved. Yeah, I never saw that. But um, yeah, I mean, even even like writing wise, the way that you know, because it kind of seemed like things were going to go a certain way when her husband gets back from jail. Uh huh. 
And even what happened with that, I'm like, this is so cool. Right. This is so cool. Right. I just love that movie. And I, I just, it was such a neat little surprise because, you know, it turned out to be nothing like what I expected. It looks amazing on Blu-ray too. Yeah. Yeah. How freaked out were you though with the scene in, like in the bathroom? At the little hotel or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> and then, like, the movie turns a corner and, like, never goes back. That scene on the elevator is a little intense, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, the whole movie was, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Almost the entire movie was uncomfortable. I loved it, though. I loved yeah. every decision. I'm so glad you it. liked it. Yeah, I'm no, so glad I you it. liked it. And I knew I would. Yeah. I mean, I bought it without even seeing it because I knew I would like it. Right. Um, and I don't have anything for my classic film project this oh. episode. Okay, well you'll get back to it. Uh, so I saw a couple of things. We watched on demand one night. We watched uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon, and uh, you know it's the third Transformers movie, yes. right? Yeah, third trans. I have to say it was the best of the three. Really, it was. Uh, the action was great. The female lead, whose name unfortunately I don't remember. I don't know if you want to look her up, but it's the woman Not who really. took the place of Megan Fox. She was so much better than Megan Fox. I mean, just so much more interesting. And the story was actually kind of interesting. You you know, it, it wouldn't really have any... The story wouldn't really have much weight to it without having seen the previous two. But if you've seen the previous two and you're willing to sit through another two hours of Transformers... Nope. <laughs> then this one was actually the best of the three, I thought. Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. Yeah, she was great. She was great. She is a former Victoria's Secret model. That is not surprising. And um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Patrick Dempsey is in it, yes. which I didn't know that going into it. And he was great in it. Um, oh, it was the Leonard Nimoy. Well, he just did voice, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Wasn't in it. In it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, John Turturro. Oh, he's in all of them, isn't he? Yeah, he was in all of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was actually the best of the three of them. By a long shot, I felt. Um, but it's still a Transformers movie. I have to say, though, the stuff that they shot in Chicago and the stuff that took place in Chicago was pretty fantastic. I mean, just effects-wise, they like destroyed a lot of the city. It was pretty cool to see what ended up on film, you know, in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, so that was pretty neat. And then the other movie that we saw was we saw Hugo, which is also up for an Oscar, right? It is, and I think it's up for Best Picture. And I have a feeling that when I see that, that will be my pick for Best Picture. And yeah. I'm saying that without even saying it. Yeah, I um absolutely loved it. I spent the last 20 minutes of that movie trying not to cry because I was so touched by the story. And I don't really want to say almost anything about the movie yeah, at so all. because I'll it, see it, and then we'll talk about because it. I'll every, see it before the next episode, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, because every every... Every aspect of the story is so intertwined with every other aspect of the story that there really isn't much you can say about the film um, that uh, that won't give away something kind of that's a nice surprise or, you know. Now, you saw it in 3D, correct? Yes, saw it in 3D, and I thought thought the 3D was... Is it important to see it in the 3D? Um, Because, you know, I'm not a fan of the 3D. I'm not a fan of the 3D either, but I think it is important only because I don't specifically remember anything that made me bothered by it. I mean, it just was so natural. I never feel that it's bright enough in 3D. Uh, I'm pretty sure that when a movie is made to be 3D from the get-go, when it's part of the filmmaking process, they 
adapt for that because the 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 way that that process works, you do lose a lot of light. Um, so the movies that are post processed and then shown in three D are always look darker. But um, you know, like Avatar and this, I don't think you have that issue because it was made like that. So I they that's true. I didn't feel that in Avatar, right? But I um, certainly felt it in Up and Alice in Wonderland. I did not see either one of those in three D. In fact, I didn't see either one of those. Period. You saw Up. I started watching it, and then we never finished it. What? I have to go back and watch that. Uh, so, so I, I would definitely recommend seeing it in 3D because there, there were, there were a few. Yes, yes, yes. definitely see it in 3D. Definitely, definitely see it in 3D. And there were some, there were some people in this movie that I did not know were in it, and and I have zero bad things to say about this film. I just absolutely loved everything about it. It was magical, magical. I like magic. Yeah. So I highly recommend it, and I am I'm not surprised. Sure that it's still in theaters. I'm not surprised at all that it's up for an Oscar or two or several because it was awesome. But that's it. I've just seen those two movies, <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's all, all I have to say. That is all I have to say about that. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to some uh, miscellaneous. Here. Okay, you want to talk about Oscar noms? Let's talk about Oscar noms. Oscar noms. Let now let's up. clarify: these are nominations and not things you eat during the Oscars. Those would be Oscar nom noms. <laughs> <laughs> or Oscar Num Nums, one of the two. Uh, let's see. All right, for Best Picture, we have nine films up for Best nine? Picture. Nine? Yes. Wow. We have The Artist, The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which looks extremely annoying and incredibly boring. Wow. Um, the Help, which I will also see this week just because i got to know what it's all about, yeah. though I have no desire to see it's it. about The Help. Uh, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, another one I really don't want to see, but I will see. Everyone I know has seen it, with the exception of Todd Stashwick, hates the movie. I don't even know what that is. I don't Terrence remember. Terrence Malick, which means that oh, it yeah. will have no plot and will make no sense. And it'll meander for hours. Hours. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Didn't he do Thin Red Line? Yes. I hated that movie. Oh, it's the worst. It's terrible. It's the worst. Nothing happens in that film. Nothing happens. And it's a war movie. I know. How do you make a war movie where nothing happens? Nothing happens in that film. <laughs> and War Horse, which I... Don't really have a desire to see, but anyone I know who's seen it says yeah. it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, actor in a leading role, you got the Clooney, you got the Jean Dujardin, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, and Damien Bashir. Brad Pitt for Moneyball. Oh, okay. Not to be confused with Moneyball. No, he wasn't even in that. Uh, actress, you got Glenn Close. I have to say, as much as I don't like Glenn Close, the preview for that movie looks really good. What movie? Albert Knobs. <laughs> I think that was a double feature with money balls. It's really funny. Um, Viola Davis from The Help, Rooney Mara. Ooh, Rooney Mara, give it to her, please. Uh, they won't. Meryl. Oh, Streep. come on, really? No, she's up against the Streep. And Michelle Williams, what's who Mich played Marilyn Monroe. What's Michelle? What's Meryl Streep up for? Uh, playing Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady, which I also really want to see. Ugh. I know. It's not I know. Fair. There's no aliens. It's, it's not, not a shoot 'em up. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all you really need to know. That's it. You want me to go into supporting? Well, I don't care. I'm not going to watch anyway. You can just tell me about it next time we do the podcast. <laughs> okay. When uh, are they on? When are they on? February 26th. Oh, so not for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got time to see all these movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And talk about them here. Yeah. Word's no, wait, did, I forget, still looking I forget, for a best picture. I forget. Did you see Dragon Tattoo? I did not. Are you going to? 
Uh, maybe. I mean, I read the book and I saw the Swedish one. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to... And she yeah. was not in the Swedish one, right? Who? Harini Mara? Yeah. No. Okay. That was Numi Rapace or Rapace or... Whatever. Yeah. Rapacy. She's the girl that's in Prometheus. Oh, that's interesting. Um, We saw the new G.I. Joe trailer, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and I was trying to figure out who the girl was in the trailer. You know, the G.I. Jane, for lack of a better word. Um, you know who it is? It's that girl who was supposed to play Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Yeah, just with really dark hair. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all that talk about a possible Ferris Bueller sequel was untrue, sort of. It seems people were just reacting to a Super Bowl commercial for Honda that is already available online where Matthew Broderick appears paying homage to the classic 80s character. Or homage, even. Or homage. Um, I would have I, I would like homage. to say I would like to say that I am confused as to why so many companies are showing their Super Bowl commercials before, before the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. Right? Isn't that a big reason why people watch the Super Bowl? Right. So if you can see the commercials now, I mean that's like the 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 sports dudes whose wives can't stand that they're you know sports widows. That's how they get them to watch the Super right. Bowl is for the commercials. Well, this year they got Madonna, so I don't know what that means. She's doing the halftime show. Oh, so that's how they're going to get the wives this year. That's great. That's a, another reason for me to not watch. <laughs> um, but it's like, what is the point of showing your I agree. big your your one big commercial for the year on the YouTube? Right. A week before the Super Bowl. Right. I don't I get it. I don't get I it at all. Completely. I think it's ridiculous. This country's gone too far. It, it has gone too far. And speaking of going too far, it is official. There will be a Hangover 3. I still have not seen either one of those films. And each of its three main stars is receiving $15 million a piece to return to me. I would like to be in the next one of those films. <laughs> Hangover 3. <laughs> Um, though no other details about the film are available, it has been confirmed that the fifth Terminator film will, in fact, be rated R. Wow. Isn't that such a weird news story? No, that's a good news story, actually. Oh. You don't want that. There was no reason for... You can't make a PG Terminator movie. Right. Um, you know what? Can I can I go back to talking about TV? Well, I'll do it after you're done with Miscellaneous. All right. Uh, Black Swan director Darren Aronofsky is planning a biblical film based on Noah and his Ark. Russell Crowe is already said to be in talks to star. Is that the one that's called Dude in the Boat? <laughs> no, that's not it. Dude, where's my boat? <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? We reported a while back that Hasbro's Candyland is making its way to the big screen. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler has just signed on to write, produce, and star in the picture. You know, I played a lot of Candyland with my kids, and so I figured I was uniquely qualified to do this movie. How'd you like that? Is that good? It's good. But I have to tell you, I've been listening to a lot of the Jay Moore podcasts, and he does a perfect Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's a very good mimic. Oh, my God. He's, he's amazing. a very His good Tracy mimic. Tracy Morgan is unbelievable. Yeah. The best. He's a, better than Tracy Morgan. He's a very... <laughs> it really is. He's a he's a great mimic. That's what's great about that podcast is, like, he'll just he'll just say things in different voices that don't even have to do with the story, like, just to add, like, humor to it. Yeah. So it's funny. Alec Baldwin, too. Great mimic. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is a great mimic? Yeah, he is. Really? Yeah, and Kevin Spacey, as, as you yeah, know. Kevin Spacey, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And finally, another childhood classic making it to theater sometime in the future is Stretch Armstrong. My God, when's... The, oh, okay, you know what? Let's just get to the point. When's the big track movie coming? <laughs> or, an, or Ants in the Pants. <laughs> I think I've seen that movie a few times. 
I think I felt that way when seeing. I'd a like few to movies. see a horror movie based on the game Cootie. <laughs> oh, you will trust me. They've already run out of plenty of other ideas. What was um, he want to say about TV? I, I, I've totally forgot to mention that we've been watching Face Off, and mm. I'm really enjoying that show. What do you think, Kelsey? You like the season? Yeah, I haven't seen the last episode. I don't think I've seen the last two. I oh, saw really? the underwater one. Is the last one I saw. Okay. Yeah, they're. I. Is there two more since then, or just one? I, don't I think know. there's only been three, right? So far? Yeah, I think you only missed one. Yeah, okay. I think you only missed the last one. But that's a really cool show. And I guess, now I never saw the first season, but I talked to my pal Jerry, who is, you know, one of the contestants. And he said that they were all really surprised when they got there because I guess the first season was really about movie makeup. Whereas, you know, this season, you know, their first challenge was okay, you got to do a full body thing for this Wizard of Oz character. And so he said it was, uh, it, it was very, Difficult. The challenge is very difficult. And, of course, don't reflect anything having to do with the real world of right. making the stuff because you're not on the same time constraints. You're not no. under the same well, constraints. that's true of anything. Right. No. Of any quote-unquote reality show. Right. Although, yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, but, uh, but I was really happy to hear from him that he said that it was a ton of fun and he had a great time being on the show. Because you always hear so many people complaining about their experiences doing reality TV. Well, I think that depends on what kind of show they're doing. I mean, well, if it's one where you're showcasing your talents, I think that's different than... Well, not if you get cut in the first week. Oh. You know. Well, if that's your complaint that you got cut, then you're just a sore loser. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. There seem to be a lot of sore losers, whether it's from a you know, legitimate show like this or Top Chef. You know, now, let's to... keep in mind, I mean, this isn't like a singing you know tournament where like it's just some kid who like sings in the shower and then they're trying out for a singing tournament i mean these are people that are already been working in their field and like right have been aspiring to do this their whole life yeah and he actually told me a lot about the show that i can't repeat Uh but um i'll tell you later because there was some interesting stuff that he told me but um but I, i don't even know where i was going with that but speaking of people on reality shows who are unhappy did you hear about the thing on uh the next great baker cake sauce killed the, himself or something yeah one of the contestants killed himself and he killed himself before the season ever started and they never said anything until the end of the episode that he got cut where they put up a little thing that said you know dedicated to the memory of da 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 right um and so i guess a lot of people were up in arms over that but i mean up in arms about what that they didn't reveal that he had killed himself before you know, well, why would they have to i, I don't know Speaking of that, how sad is it that Don Cornelius, the guy who started Soul Train, like, which pretty much started a whole you know movement, right, uh, just died this week by suicide. Seventy five years. Who committed suicide at seventy five years old? I don't old? know. It was I mean, so sad. Revered, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Highly revered, you know, in in the world of you know soul R&B and, funk and soul R&B, and all yeah. that, and like. Kills himself at it was 75 so years sad. old. Was there he must any... have been suffering some dementia or some kind of illness or something. Was there any um, you know, note or anything that would indicate why know. he I, took his life? I don't know any more than what I just said. Yeah. That was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to love watching Soul Train. They were saying in this one ret- retrospective I saw that like they really attribute to him like making R&B and soul music more mainstream. Right. Because, you know. It was on every Saturday I mean, morning. Let's be honest; white people were watching it when they wouldn't normally be you know, exactly exposed to that kind of right. music. Exactly. 
Exactly. So. And, um, you know, with every kind of prejudice that's been around for a long time, you know, the unfortunate truth is that it, it gets passed down from generation to generation. And so I feel that Soul Train and things like it have been extremely instrumental in breaking that chain. Absolutely. For a, for just millions of people. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and it was just cool because, you know, when you go back and you see some of those shows now, I mean, you were seeing performances by, by you know, free performances on TV. Live, well, although they were usually lip synced, by the biggest acts of their time. Right. Um, and you don't see stuff like that now. I mean, you don't see people like the biggest acts right now singing live on TV every single right. week. And so could be same. The same could be said about American Bandstand too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. That's crazy. Hello. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> are you there? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking. Just all right. That's all we train. got. Just thinking about the Soul Train. <laughs> just riding the Soul Train in my mind. That's all. And it's funny too when you think about it because they so they had a band come on and pretend to sing on stage in front of, you know, 30 people who were just dancing. And that's it. That was the whole show. And you know, Don Cornelius would talk to the audience and would, they would ask questions of the band, which was really cool too. Um they do the little jumbled title. Yeah. Remember all the letters on the board? Yeah, they, they kind of like, like go right. Yeah. They had to put them together to find the right. Yeah. But um but it, it was just you know, it's just so funny how different stuff is now. I mean, I don't think you could do a show like that now. No. You know? It would be so overproduced. The The talent would be coached. Um, you know, we talked last time about, I, I was talking about um, the spinners and my love for the spinners. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a, a scene on Soul Train that I watched recently where they had sung one of their songs and then he was taking questions from the audience and um, uh, one of the singers was asked a question where he was from. Uh, what country are you originally from? And his question was, well, originally, I'm from Africa. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, and nobody would say that these days. Right. You know what I mean? In answer to the question, what country are you originally from? Hope, well, maybe Britney Spears. But um, it would say something along those lines. But you know what I mean? It's just like th- you can't do shows like that anymore. That are just kind of raw, and what you see is what you get, and it just doesn't happen. Right. Because we live in a reality, a fake reality TV culture now. It's so and strange. there's too many hands in the pot. I mean, now, right. like, especially listening to that Jay Moore podcast, you hear about like the making of TV shows nowadays is so different because there's so many like executives and people in charge that have their hand in what they're allowing you to say or do or air or like. Right. You know. Like one of the things that I will say, because I, I don't think there there's obviously any secret to this because of credits and stuff like that, is that um, on on Face Off, there are now think about what this is. This is a TV show, a competition TV show doing movie makeup. There are four story editors on that <laughs> show full time. That's nuts. Yeah. So that just gives you an idea of how not real reality TV is and how, again, overproduced everything is. Right. And um, and how there's always stuff going on behind the scenes that is very unsavory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even something can be edited to seem unsavory that just because of the way it was edited 
Oh, I don't mean that. I mean by the production staff. Oh, I see. You what know you're what saying, I mean? Yeah. Like the people who like try, sued American Idol a few years back because they weren't getting fed. Right. You know, the people who work for the show behind the scenes and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, that that kind of thing. Usually the drama that's on screen is is not very real because like you said, it's either been cobbled together from things that were totally right. out of context right. or it was written that way or or they induced set up a with scenario, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. With whatever. But anyway. All right, so are we done with movies? Yes. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Boosh, boosh. The 2012 Chicago Auto Show starts next weekend, and I'm very excited. It's going to be my first time going to the auto show with my son. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. My dad and I have gone every year together for many years. And so now there's going to be three generations, three generations of our family at the auto show. Wow. That's a pretty cool thing. That's a yeah. cool thing. And I'm glad that, you know, we're getting to do this together because it'll be something that I carry on with with him, you know. Um, and uh, I'm very excited. There should be a lot of new introductions this come? year. Well, she's always invited. She doesn't want to go. <laughs> she, she actually likes cars. But I think, you know, she just wants a day off kind of thing, right. which I totally don't blame Not her so much for. from the kid. What does that mean? From you. <laughs> she gets a day off from me every day of the week while I'm at work. Uh, NASA has just released the first ever video footage of the dark side of the moon. It's just black. <laughs> My God. Did it's you even dark. ever take a science class ever? <laughs> Do you even know what that means? The dark side of the moon? Uh, yeah, it's a Pink Floyd album. Okay, oh, that's you... where the Transformer was. <laughs> Do you know what it means in the context of reality? And why uh, it's significant? Yeah, it's the it's the side that's not facing the sun. Okay. Am I close? <laughs> no, <laughs> you are not close at all. It's the side that doesn't face the Earth. It's locked in geosynchronous orbit with us, ah, or geostatic, or whatever it's called. So, the moon is always in the same is always facing the Earth as it goes around the Earth. So we only can see one side of it. Ah. So the dark side of the moon is dark to us, not to the rest of the universe. universe right. Because you say the rest of the world. Because it passes by the sun too, and then that side is bright. Right. So um So what do the pictures show? More moon. <laughs> Just a lot more moon. Very aliens, exciting. you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Aliens shoot 'em ups. Shoot 'em ups. They're, they're all going on up there, unbeknownst to us. Fiat has released official images of the forthcoming five hundred L, a five door stretched out version of the Cinquecento, which I have to say actually looks pretty cool, but I tell you what, they got to put better engines in that car. Better I still engines. want you to test drive it because it's really boring. Better engines. Yeah, better engines. A new iPhone app called Breathal Eyes, E-Y-E-S, scans your eye and tells you if you're too drunk to drive. How can it tell by your eye? Uh, I don't know. It can tell either by the dilation or how bloodshot it is or both, something like that. So I guess it'll tell you not I to mean, drive. I there's some science to that because when you take a field sobriety test, they test your eyes. Yeah. So it must be doing relatively the same thing, but then you know, scanning it somehow and giving you a verdict. Interesting. Yeah. What if you're just really tired? Then you should also not drive, so it's fine. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, let's put that's it. Really good point. Let's put it that way. The new Lamborghini that's been hinted at may, in fact, be an SUV with 700 horsepower. If true, it wouldn't be available though until 2015. Wah, wah. What are you doing over there? Playing with a little cap. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the Orion space capsule now won't be ready for a manned mission until 2021. That is extremely disappointing. It was supposed to be 2016. 
Now it's been pushed back five flipping years. What's up with that? Somebody ordered a $240,000 Alfa Romeo 8C Competizione with a General Lee paint job. Yes, orange, with the stars and bars on the roof and 01 numbering on the doors, just like the car from the Dukes of Hazard. And that person is John Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would actually be pretty cool if that was true. That would be pretty cool. Hey, that cool. reminds me. Did you hear the story about the guy who, uh, this is in Chicago, he bought a used car. It was a Chrysler 300. Is it okay. a car? Yes. Bought a car, and as he's driving off the lot, they're like, we weren't allowed to tell you while you were looking at the car, but just so you know, this car was owned by Barack Obama, and now the guy is trying to sell the car for a million dollars. That'd be really sad if he got it. Don't you think? Yeah, let me see. If, while you're while you're going on with the rest of your car nonsense, let me see if I can find more about that story. My next nonsense has to do with a Chinese boy, who is not a car, okay. I should say. Um, supposedly a Chinese boy named Nong Yosui has light blue eyes and the ability to see in the dark. See in the dark. Are you hearing this? Yes. Some people are claiming it's a hoax while others are saying that this kid might have real live X-Men type powers in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Could be the first step in genetic evolution. You know, the rapid thing that... Dr. Xavius, Presser, Professor Xavius keeps talking about at the beginning of every one of those movies. Uh, finally, a man in Sweden went to use the ATM at a grocery store, and instead of money, the machine spit out a dead mouse. I'm pretty sure the dead mouse was not worth however much money the man wanted to withdraw. That's all I got for news. That's it? That's it. It's a slow week. I don't know what's going on. Today's Groundhog Day. What do you think? Spring? Winter? No, I already heard that they're saying more winter. Really? But we really we haven't barely had, had winter. any winter yet. <laughs> but we have so more of what, what we haven't had. What does had. that mean? More 50 degree days like we had yesterday? Oh, darn. Or today's supposed to be 55. The other day it was 62. But my friend Evo, who is in Italy, is showing me pictures of snow in Italy in places where it never snows. So that's oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, your friend named after extra virgin olive oil? Uh, no, it's IVO. Oh, okay. Which actually is, from what I understand, kind of a common name. Well, not. Kind of a what? Common name? Evo? It's not unheard of. Right. There are other Evos. I'm sure. And other evils. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and, of course, you know, that brings... What, did you have someone else? Yeah, so this guy put the car up on eBay for a yeah. million dollars. And so far, no bidders as of... It, the auction ended yesterday, or last night, actually, at 11.51. Yeah. And at the time this was written, there were no bids. And they were saying that, of course, he's not going to get that. But they said uh, people have tried to do this in the past. In fact, a 1975 Ford Escort, once owned by Pope John Paul II... Sold for six hundred ninety thousand in two thousand five. But that's the Pope. Right. I mean, yeah, but it's also a nineteen seventy five Ford Escort. <laughs> Why did I didn't the even Pope know the own es- an Escort? I didn't even know the Escort was made in nineteen seventy four. Seventy five. Really? That's what it says. And you know that was bought by some like religious fanatic who thought you know. I, I don't get that. Brought him closer to God. Yeah. Well, just like when you get Jesus. That's so weird that the Pope would own a Ford Escort. But but what I don't get is that it was made in 75. I can't believe that that's the part of the story that you're holding on to. Well, I the didn't Pope know the Pope owned an Escort. Well, everybody's got to drive something before they're the Pope. What about the Popemobile? They don't get that until they're the Pope. Oh, yeah. I guess he wasn't the Pope in 75. But I guess that would be true. Yeah. I mean, he could have driven a Kia Sophia for all I know. <laughs> 
Pretty sure that wasn't made in 75. Uh, so this brings us to the time of the program where we reveal our votes for the best and worst entertainment moments of the week. Please, please give us your <laughs> I worst. I urge you. <laughs> I urge you to give me your worst. Um, I have to say, so when I went to see The Artist, I went to see it in Evanston, which is a suburb right outside of Chicago. Oh, and God, went... you had to go to the suburbs. Oh, you were so inconvenienced. Well, yeah, because parking in the city at the like at the artsy movie theater is like it costs more than the movie. I thought you went to Evanston. That's why I went to Evanston. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're not complaining about the suburbs. You were actually saying the suburbs were good for something. Yes. And I actually like that theater a lot. I go to that theater all the time. Yeah. There's a Chili's right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, <laughs> so I went to the noon show. And when I walked into the theater, there were a lot of people in the theater, but all of them over like 70 years old. Wow. So oh, you got a little phone call there. You I think it was something else. Little reminder. Not important. <laughs> Please continue. Have we have we run over? <laughs> no. So I walk in and there's uh That was our producer Corky telling us to hurry it all along. <laughs> a lot of old people is what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of old people are probably hard of hearing. And so while this movie's going on where there's just minimal noise whatsoever, just a little background. A bunch music. of old people snoring. Oh, what's going on? Passing I don't gas, get yeah. it. What's going on what here? What did he say? Yeah. A I lot can't of that. hear anything. And then the, the couple in front of me, the lady had made her own popcorn at home and put it in really loud cellophane. <laughs> Am I right, saying that right? Cellophane. Cellophane. That word really escaped me there for a second. Cellophane bags, and she's crinkling it all and like uh, undoing her purse. Like there was all this noise around me that I can't imagine what it was like to see movies in the silent film days. It's so it was so annoying. It was distracting. Not only that lended to my like not absolutely loving the movie, but yeah. it certainly was annoying. It would have lended to me cracking up at inappropriate times during the film. That's for sure. I'm sure. Especially like there was one part where she's like, "Here, take this." He's like, "No, I don't want it." She's like, "Here, take it." I'm like, come on, there's a movie going like. Part of me wanted to say something, but, you know, they're old people, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I was at a movie one time with an old couple sitting, you know, an older couple sitting right behind us. And I'm not kidding you. Like, every two or three minutes, the guy would be like, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> it's like, dude, if you really can't hear, go home. Don't right. go to the movies. God. It's annoying. Um, yeah. Hear, for Yeah, what? let's hear about your DVR. <laughs> it's not a DVR. It's the fact that my TV broke and I had to buy a new one. <laughs> I mean, I like having a nice new TV. I didn't want to have to spend the money on it. You know what I mean? I got plenty of other stuff I'd rather not spend money on than that. I think I follow that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you you don't want to have to do that. Right. So, and I had to do it. But uh, but you're happy now. I am happy now. If that's your best entertainment of the week. No, that's my worst. You're going to get a pen in the eye. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please. Best entertainment of the week is my new TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That would be funny, but no, that's not it. <laughs> uh, my best entertainment of the week has to be Drive. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And mine is Hugo. I mean, that's obvious, I'm sure, but I just can't say enough good things about that movie. It was I'm really so great. looking forward to it. In fact, I just looked at the times. Probably, maybe I'll see it today. Oh, so there you go. Um, You got anything else? No. All right. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and, uh, you know, send us a little note. Send us a little something, something. We like to hear from you. And go to iTunes where you can leave us a review and a rating, which always helps us. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I don't know. It, what, what are you looking at over there? Well, because I looked at my watch and I couldn't believe it was that time. So then I looked at the iPad and that time is in fact correct. So there you go. 
you have anything else to say to our listeners? It's nap time. <laughs> you, no, just to clarify, did you say nap time or snap time? Uh, a little of both. <laughs> All right, Gomez, let's go. <laughs> wow, thanks. All right, and uh, and I guess that's it. So thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.